Damo, you big sweet tooth. Yes, MP, you chocoholic. So naughty but nice, we're a hit at the Wellness Summit and I want more. Well, how does 20 recipes in their free ebook Heavenly Healthy Desserts sound, MP? Jeepers, Damo, I'm loving that. Or you can hop on down to their brand new cafe, Selection Cafe in South Melbourne and receive 10% off your favourite healthy desserts. Woohoo! To do so, go to sonaughtybutnice.com forward slash couch and fill in your details to receive your free ebook and discount voucher. That's www.sonaughtybutnice.com forward slash couch. So naughty but nice. Delicious nutrition. You're listening to the One Minute Mindfulness Show with Vicky Kelly and Natalie McIver. This is the One Minute Mindfulness Show where we explore the life-enhancing power of retraining our attention systems and everyday ways to strengthen our capacity for mindful living. I'm Vicky Kelly. And I'm Natalie McIver. How are you? It's welcome back to episode number 13, Natalie. I know. I love 13. I was born on Black Friday, so it's a great number for me. Was Taylor Swift's favourite number? Well, there you go. There you go. You're going to bang out some tunes, some some uh, la-la today? I would never get the words right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't bother me, but it might bother you. <laughs> oh, well. My only singing's down in the shower. Oh, I, I'll sing wherever. It's just never the right words. <laughs> uh, there you go. It's your creativity, imagination. Hey, very importantly, tell us about Working Girl. Working girl, yeah, tired working girl heading into week two. Mm. It's been a long time since I've had this sort of pace and, you know, I had so many, I, I don't know, expectations, even though you don't, you, you try not to have expectations, especially um, for something that's new. Um, yeah, I, I had a, a different idea around uh, how procedures would happen and processes and structure because, you know, I like to learn like that. I like to learn methodically. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was really excited, excited to join the team, excited to get there, excited that, you know, I was able to make a difference and contribute what I've got in a different sort of arena, helping people to help themselves, which is what all my work has ever been about. It's just got a different hat on at the moment. And then, man, have I been in overwhelm. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know how such a long day can go so fast. Um, when you are so busy, you know, I've, I've had to learn, it feels like a million things in the last week and all sorts of things that I've, that have never been familiar to me before. And the overwhelm was, was there and and evident and frustration too, with logins, not working and and programs that, that I needed to do not working and stuff. So Mm -hmm. way out of my comfort zone and, and, you know, in that, in that space, your, your old demons come up. Your old fears, your old, oh, I'm so not good enough, this is too hard, I'm never going to do it, how am I going to do it? Isn't it amazing? You know, and that's one of the, you know, one of the, one of the cornerstones of, of mindfulness practice is curiosity and, and getting getting into the new, so, so, so training the mind for novelty and the brain for novelty. But novelty, which is the, the new, the unknown, is really scary for the body. And so the body tries to pull us back into our old memories and so it drags us down in that way of, oh, you don't need to do this, come back, it's safer back here, it's safer in the known. And isn't it interesting that, that you're, you you have awareness to that? Mm, and physical awareness too. You know, I've had allergy um, mm. outbreaks that I rarely, rarely ever get. I've had massive migraines, which I've never had before in my life. 
um, cold sores. You know, my, my physical body is is uh, shedding the stress that's been. Yeah, in all the other amazing. Lives. The physical body is an amazing feedback system. It is. It's letting me know loud and clear. But the 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 benefit of that is in each moment that something physical was happening, like I felt like I was going to cry or had a few tears or felt anxiety or any of those sorts of things that I'm not used to feeling because I've had my own businesses for so long and I've managed Mm. my own arena. Um, You know, I've been the person who knows and delivers. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been very different to have a different headset mindset on. But as okay, so here we go. You you then are our uh, crash test dummy. Do on practices work in these situations? Yes, yes, because that's <gasps> all I had. It shall, it shall set us free. <laughs> it has. It did. And in the moment, I remembered and, and practiced those things to to stop and follow my breath, to pause, to 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 um, focus on one task at a time. You know, if, if you've been listening to our course from the beginning, I've mentioned a few times how I was such a multitasker and how I mm. was so busy. And I untrained myself from that through our mindfulness practices, our one-minute mindfulness practices. So this role is all about multitasking and certainly everything that I'm expected to be learning at the moment is being thrown like a million tasks um, and for me in the moments of that to be able to, to you know, I, I just kept having a little mantra to myself going, I'm just going to take one bite. So all i got to do is take one bite and one breath and I'll just deal with this what's right in front of me. Even though my mind is back here going, yeah, but you know you got to do this and you don't know how to do this mm-hmm. and what are you going to do next day and what do you do this day? No, 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 just here. Right now I'm entering this information or making these three phone calls or filing, you know, if we- and you know, that's a that's a really important distinction that you make about just just this next step. And you know, that that's the the amazing, amazing gift of mindfulness is you just start wherever you are. You know, it, it's not you you can just wherever your mind is, you can just start. And it's just about starting wherever you are, with the breath, with you know, that pause liberating it with a smile and then moving your head again. And it might be less than a minute. You might only have, you know, capacity to be able to follow one breath and just following that one breath just enables you to reset and shift your brain's focus back to a more positive state because what we know is that we're more effective and more resourceful when our brain is in um, a positive state versus uh, negative, neutral, or stressed, and you have been in neutral or stressed, particularly stressed, and so just that that taking that one or two mindful breaths shifts your focus back to a more congruent, positive state, and when you do that, you're more resourceful because we can't be in um, growth and repair at the, at the same time. And so being able to, to restore a little bit of balance is what, what a gift. And what a gift to the organisation that you work with and the people that you're making a difference with. 
Yes, well, I have recommended that they all listen to our on podcast as well and find those notes because we do have a great long lunch break in the middle of the day. So mm. I think it's element key key to get out of that office and walk in the fresh air. I've, I've been going out and and um, doing that and putting on um, meditation practices, sitting out there and just breathing before I go back into the office again. So I, you know, day three when when it was probably the the toughest for me, and I was I was you know nearly in tears all day with some training modules I had to do or or in little tears for the real truth I reckon I probably counted every breath I took that day <laughs> so. yeah. and isn't it amazing when you're you you've had the, the wonderful gift and opportunity to be able to retrain and refocus without the the stress and overwhelm of of a you know full-time gig if you like but you've had other stresses um, of not having regular ongoing work however you've had lots more time than you would normally have had so you've been able to do that but it's the rubber meets the road when things are really busy and really active and you're trying to fit mindfulness practices into your busy life and you've been able to do that so congratulations to you and it's a, a testament to uh, the one minute mindfulness practices and what a gift to pay forward to our omlings that you can do it too. Yeah, and I think the the real real key learning for me for all of us is that the concept of one minute mindfulness practices is about creating everyday practices, doing mm. it in the moment, doing it when the stresses are there, doing it when the stresses are not there. Mm-hmm. It just becomes part of your your daily life as your go to card. Rather than than looking at it as a as a well, let's just do it this weekend. One hit wonders, yes. or oh, yeah. I did it. I meditated on Monday because this week, yesterday, and today, I'm feeling really good. There, I still have. I still don't know what I'm doing. I still have loads of stuff being thrown at me, and I'm being taken from one task to the next, and kind of learning it like a messy jigsaw puzzle that hasn't come together. But this week, in comparison to last week, I'm really calm about this. So my, I can see that my mind, it's almost like my mindset has now caught up to what I really focused on being mindful about last week. I'm getting the results this week. In the moment, I, I you know, it, it kept me from having a nervous breakdown and walking out <laughs> or, or having a full-on hissy fit. But this week, I can see that, hey, this is where it's paying off. I can, I can manage this. Exactly, which is which is the which is the byproduct of one minute mindfulness practice. It's the byproduct of any mental training is you're strengthening your mental muscle for the future. And so every time, and that's why we talk about life informing practice and and uh, that practice. This thing called uh, our personal work. Our mindfulness practice is a lifelong practice. It's not something that we do when we're sitting on the cushion. It's not something that we do when we're just listening to the podcast and then go, oh, that's cool and that was pretty cool and the girls, you know, we had a laugh and we learned something new. This is a lifelong practice and something that we can do and something we must do for the rest of our lives every single day if we're wanting to be the best version of ourselves and if we're wanting to have more access to the creational realm or the transformational realm or the spiritual realm, whatever realm it is that um, we like to refer to it as that place that's more like energy and less like matter. 
It's sort of those days that we feel lighter and brighter and and amazing, like we could take on the world. That's because we're on a vibrational level that's more like energy and less like physical dense matter. And those days where we feel like everything is on top of us is because it, it, it essentially is, because we're hooked down into the ground and we're more like dense matter than we are like bright light energy. And our practices, our lifelong moment-by-moment mindfulness practices elevate us out of that dense physical element and into the ether, into that um, that seat of our consciousness, that, that awareness that that we're not our thoughts, that we're actually walking beside this physical being, watching in awareness and hopefully a lot of the time in absolute awe of our potential for love and for kindness and for compassion, all of those things which is strengthened when we pause, we breathe and we liberate that attention with a smile or a kindness or an open heart. It's just breathing and pausing and smiling. Very, very cool. Well, I had, a, I mean, I, I had an amazing experience on the weekend. I was invited um, serendipitously. I had um, one of my um, girlfriends was not well, and she's a meditation trainer, and she was part of a forgiveness forum, and she was doing the guided meditation in the morning and wasn't able to be there, and so I was invited um, to go along. So it was a, a favour. I, I said yes and I went along and, and spent some time at this at this forum and it was quite incredible. It was people who had had um, some pretty significant and deep hurts and betrayals and pains and it was amazing to be part of that, um, firstly as a facilitator but secondly within the audience just being able to reflect on my own hurts and, and pains of, of life and of love and all of those things, but also the the way that they were guiding people through some processes. And I think I spoke to you outside of out, just before we started today, Natalie, and there was some amazing some amazing healings that went on. But one of the one of the things that I was a little bit fascinated and surprised by was that it was sort of this rise walk heal approach you know they went through a process and then there you go you're done you know you've forgiven now you can go and take on the world and it just reminded me it was a really um, gentle reminder that forgiveness is a lifelong practice as well that's right. You know, it's there is a, a little bit of a, a danger to have expectations around the latest personal development, spiritual development, um, self-help book program experience that oh, all of my answers will be solved here. You know, we, we go to these fabulous events and we do feel transformed. We do feel different, mm. nestled and nurtured in that environment. And, and we're in a safe place uh, where like attracts like where everybody's sharing their pain. Exactly, so we're all collaborating. Yeah, yeah. We're, we, we're sharing it. Mm. We're finding solutions to it. We're getting great new tools. I'm all for the tools. Mm. And then there can be that that almost after aftermath where you walk away and go back to your real world and it doesn't last 
Or the personal the, development hangover. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or the next hurt comes along and and it's it's not always easy to remember when you're in pain the processes that you read about, learnt about or experienced in dealing with that when there was a beautiful group and facilitator to support you through that. You're kind of on your own. Exactly. So it is really, really important to develop everyday practices. They're not even a practice. They're just part of your life as your breath is. Yeah, as your breath is. As as humanity, you know, this thing, this, this common shared human experience that we have that includes pain and hurt, it includes beauty and awe, and it, you know, it, it includes tears and sadness and, and you know, our willingness to, to be able to grieve and let go of that in the moment and growing the capacity for, you know, for being able to embrace our tears as well as our joy um, is, is an important part of our everyday living experience. And certainly our one-minute mindfulness practices elevate that. And one of the, one of the um, amazing reminders for me out of, out of this program was that gratitude is a precursor to forgiveness. And I hadn't, the way that they explained it, I hadn't sort of linked it together as much as, as I did after that. And I thought it was a great reminder of the power of gratitude in our one-minute mindfulness practices and how gratitude is such, is almost an antidote to the, the deep, some of our deep hurts and some of our little hurts and little betrayals. And, um, there's a, I'm trying to think of my, one of my favourite scientists, you know, you know I love scientists, Natalie. Yes, I do know, research queen. Oh, oh he, um, Fred, Frederick Luskin. Frederick Luskin is basically, he's a great, he was a, was, no, he is, he's a gratitude scientist. I think he's out of Stanford or UC Berkeley. And his, um, he talked a lot about, um, Gratitude being at the heart of forgiveness, and the more that we strengthen our gratitude muscle, if you like, or, or the, that gratitude part of our nervous system, and the more we let gratitude wash over us in our everyday living, in the good and the not so great, and particularly first thing in the morning and last thing at night, the more that we let it wash over us, the the wider open and the more um, open our heart is, and contrary to what the researchers thought with this, you know, with this great big open heart, how those hurts would easily, you know, infiltrate our open heart. Contrary to that belief, because we had this um, grateful open heart, the hurts—it was sort of a bit of a—that they bounced off. It was a bit like an open heart is like Teflon to hurt. Um, some of our, you know, some of those uh, more moderate hurts, and so it was—it was really. It was, it was a great reminder for me in terms of our one-minute practices to particularly first thing in the morning and last thing in the evening for just a minute, really get grateful. You know, really look at what it is that we're grateful for. You know, that those first few breaths in the morning, you know, it might just be that you're, you're grateful for waking up, you're grateful for your family, you're grateful for your new opportunities with your, your new work. You know, I'm grateful for the fact that my dog is whinging at the door because she wants to go walking and that that gets me up and out of bed and moving first thing in the morning. So all of those little things that sometimes we take for granted, just really pausing 
and taking that breath and liberating our mindfulness moment with an element of, of gratitude, of thankfulness. Not only is great for our immune system and our longevity and, uh, you know, it's a, the best anti-wrinkle cream in the whole world, it um, opens up all of our... Um, all of our repair systems and helps us to digest our food um, more effectively and metabolize food in a, a beautiful way, even if we're just doing it for a minute first thing in the morning. But it also um, seems to be a little bit of um, an antidote to the hurts, those little hurts that go on throughout the day and builds and strengthens our capacity for this amazing virtue and nature of our heart called forgiveness. And I was able to really um, be aware last week because I always start my day with a gratitude practice. And for those of you that jumped on our link and watch Wayne Dyer's movie The Shift last week, you will remember in there that he shows us the scene where he wakes up in the morning and sits on the edge of his bed, looks at his photographic chart, obviously of his family and people that loved ones, and he just says, thank you, thank you, thank you. So last week, while, while I always do that, always have my gratitude, I could feel the awareness of something different, almost like I needed to really be finding the gratitude vibration to help me shift, you know, my anxiety and, and all of the overwhelm in, in this new job. Like I could feel there was a different, uh, I don't know, uh, urgency, earnestness about my gratitude practice. It, like it felt like I really needed to do it. And that was that was a good awareness. And it also brings me to a question, Vicky, that I've had from one of our listeners this week, Sarah. So she asks a really great question. She asks, is the OM practices only for when you're in pain, in stress, in drama? Or is or do you use these practices when you're feeling great and everything's going great for you as well? So I thought that was a really great uh, question that had kind of started to confuse her. She wasn't sure if this was just a tool yeah. to use when things were not so great. Well, I, it's a great, I mean, it, it's a fantastic question and it's certainly one of the questions that, you know, do we use our development tools just when things are not going our way or can, use them as a Band-Aid, as an aspirin, or can we strengthen our capacity for attention and awareness so that when things aren't going our way, we are we can be more mindful, we can be um, the closest version to that that best version of ourselves because it's easy and I and this is Gracie, my little girl, she laughs at me constantly. She says, you always say this moment, it is my mantra. It's easy to be bright and happy and loving and kind and generous when things are going our way. Mm. When things are not going our way, that's when the rubber meets the road and that's when we can truly, um, you know, a true character, if you like, can be revealed at that point. And when we're strengthening our capacity for mindfulness, for paying attention, in the moments when the things are going our way, we're more likely to be able to access or strengthening our mindfulness muscle. When things aren't going our way, we just have a greater ability to access the kinder, more loving, more open, more resourceful version of ourselves than just trying to, to utilise our on practices as a Band-Aid or an aspirin or as a cooling off um, part of of our life when things aren't necessarily going our way or when we're feeling stressed and 
overwhelmed. Sort of like we don't, you know, we don't just eat healthy food when we're sick. We don't just exercise when we're feeling unfit. We're exercising to build strength for the long game. We're eating hopefully live, real, um, whole food so that we can continue to maintain a strong, healthy body and system um, long after we've eaten that spinach <laughs> or had the green smoothie. Yeah. And this week so, I actually Sarah, made I hope much... that answers your question. Basically, it's uh, get on it morning and night. If all you do is take one mindful breath, that is a, a really powerful way to live your life. But what I'd suggest is allow your life to inform your practice uh, teeth with your opposite hand taking a breath whenever you can uh, letting gratitude wash over you morning and night even if it's only for a minute and the three second hug the three second kiss do whatever you can to call and gather your attention and liberate it in a really um, beautiful way great ideas great practices and you know I've, I've been drawing on all of them so i can tell you all omlings it works <laughs> it, it does work and you know the the this thing called the human experience is what we know as a guarantee is that all of us are, are going to go through doors and sorrows and pleasures and pains and, and hurts and harms. And we, one of the great things about our mind is that we have the freedom to choose our spirit. We have the freedom to choose regardless of the situation. Look at Nelson Mandela who was locked up for many decades and, and he still chose forgiveness. And so we have we absolutely have um, the freedom to choose who it is we're going to be, how it is we're going to respond. And when we're mindful, when we're truly paying attention, we have access to places deep within our heart that aren't available when we're distracted, when we're reactive, when we're in stress and overwhelm. And, um, you know, forgiveness, for instance, is, is it's the capacity to be able to let go and release that suffering. And we're not forgiving um, necessarily for the other person. We're essentially forgiving to free ourselves. Mm. And that's what I love about the whole Pono Pono forgiveness prayer, which I've used a million times last week as well. So I'll put a little link up to that um, whole oh, Pono that would be great. For, for everyone on our site. But basically, the whole Pono prayer is a Hawaiian prayer passed down through the ages, which which does allow the forgiveness in self. So mm. we're forgiving that that what's in us is in you. You know, being this this conscious. Uh, humanity. Yeah, and, and it's the most simple of prayers and it's I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me and thank you. And when I bring this um, prayer to my workshops. Hold on, I love you, I'm sorry, I'm sorry please forgive me, thank you. That's right. And um, I will put that up for us. And when I, when I, you know, suggest that to my clients or my workshop participants, you know, we, we've all got stuff. We've all got pains. Sometimes people are really um, threatened by that. I don't want to forgive others. Why should I forgive them, etc.? But the forgiveness is only ever about healing and clearing that and releasing that in you. Exactly. It's not, you know, forgiveness... Is is the the action of setting setting ourselves free from the anguish that is caused by the memory of the hurt because the hurts the 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 experience has already happened and it's just the memory of that 
experience that is keeping us locked and closing off our heart. And so forgiving forgiving um, the other person, it doesn't condone that behaviour. It might be that you forgive that person and, and, and move on and release that relationship. But we have a choice. We can forgive and renew the relationship or we can forgive and release the relationship. And that is, is our choice. But forgiveness sets us all free. It does indeed. So what is that, what is that mantra, that prayer? I love you. I love you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. I love it. I know everybody loves it. And when when we use it in a workshop, people tell me for days afterwards that when they're using it all the time, whether something great's happening or something not great's happening or they've just got to get somewhere on time, it's it's makes them feel better it makes them feel lighter it opens their heart they you know that beautiful vibration of love is able to to move in and out of our own bodies and out into the world and Mm. come back to us and that's my mirror time my mirror time this week is i love you i'm sorry i forgive you thank you there you go there you go it's it's a beautiful forgiveness prayer and um you know check our facebook page Facebook um, page forward slash OMM so that you can find the words to say. And also I'll put up a, a little video, uh, YouTube, um, because there's clearing music that that uh, goes with that. And if you've read Zero Limits, which has got Dr. Lou and Joe Vitale in it, you'll know what I'm talking about with the Ho'oponopono prayer and and that um, movement of, of healing tools. So have a, have a look through, have an explore, set the whole Pono Pono playing in the background and just feel and be aware of how, how different the vibration is in your home Fabulous. or yourself. Well, let's, let's set an intention for that, to set our hearts free this week of, of all hurts and, and harms, to be able to, to let go of fear and anger and release it from our body, our mind and... Um, yeah, as, a, as an invitation of, of our personal work of forgiveness. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. And on that Are we at note, the end of another show? We are. We are at the end. Um, everyone knows where to find us, but I'll remind you all again, you can find us on thewellnesscouch.com forward uh, backslash, backslash OMM. Uh, you can join our Facebook page, the um, OMM show. Find us on iTunes. We'd love it if you left some feedback, some questions on the Wellness Cast website or comments for us or on our Facebook page. We'd love to we'd love to hear from you and how your mindfulness practices are going as well. Yay. So until next time, beautiful, beautiful omlings, please do remember to pause, breathe and smile your way through your days as we all reconnect with our inner amazingness and allow your unique gifts and talents to warmly wash over the hearts of those around you. See you next time. See you later. Take care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.